0: It's Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man.
1: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, we are back, ladies and gentlemen. That time again is Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. Sorry for the one-day
0: delay. It's just been a long week for me. So, anyways, Cooper, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. Ready to get into this NFL and NASCAR talk, baby.
1: (laughs) Woo! It's going to be fun. All right. Let's do it. First up, the NASCAR Cup Series is off to a 6-for-6 start, meaning each race has had a different driver win. Carl Lawson seemed poised to be the first multi-winner this season as he led the most laps in Atlanta and was sitting pretty in the final 10 laps of the race as the leader. However he, was last half, however, he had last pitted at 56 laps remaining, and the wear on his, tear in, on his tires uh, gave way to his speed. Dave Blaney managed to save a good amount of rubber on his tires and was able to bypass Larson with nine laps to go and able to pull away and take the checkered flag, by which he also went to the grandstands and gave to a kid wearing his shirt. So, that's really cool of him to do. That's pretty awesome. So, Cooper,
0: your thoughts? on uh, nascar starting six for six with six different winners yeah man you never know dude and that's sometimes how it goes too is uh you know tires win races
1: yes they can that's and, absolutely yeah, true
0: that's that's just truth of it dude um you never know what's gonna happen in a race um and it's it's all a uh, uh, you know uh, a game of chance type thing so you know it is what it is but it. It's cool, though.
1: Yeah, it's very uh, It's very interesting when you have to sit there and think about your uh, str- pit strategies, um, the best way to save tires. That's what basically won Blaney the, the the race, is the fact that he didn't go so hard the whole uh, last 56 mi- uh well, not miles, laps, which was able to save him enough rubber to keep his tires fresher. Because obviously in racing, when it comes to tires, the more rubber you got, the better you can drive, and the yeah. better you can go faster, and that's what exactly yeah, what he was able to. turn
0: it out too quickly—that's for sure. Absolutely,
1: man. So that ended up working out in Dave Blaney's favor, and unfortunately cost Carl Larson the first, um, the first real chance. It looked like to be the back-to-back uh, winner, or not. Well, back-to-back, but first multi-winner of this season. So it's going to be interesting to see. That is six races down, and six spots already gone from the playoff. So. Only 10 slots remaining. Dang, man, that's crazy. Yeah, it's looking like you might have to win now to f- secure your spot in the champion, or in the uh, NASCAR playoff if you want to actually have a shot at um, a chase for the race or the
0: right? chase
1: for the cup. Anyways, uh, we're going to go ahead and switch gears now over to some football talk.
0: Let's do it, brother.
1: So Deshaun Watson's allegations saga continues to grow. It is now up to 16 lawsuits in Texas. This is going to make things even more difficult for the Houston Texans this offseason. Watson has been steadfast and is wanting to be traded and now has and now may he may be untouchable until these filings are dealt with in court. Until everything truly comes out for us to make an opinion one way or the other when it comes to that, I think you and I can agree we will withhold our thoughts on that situation, but let's just go ahead and talk to the football aspect of the situation and how what do you think Houston should probably look at doing.
0: Oh, they're in a pickle with this one brother uh, from a, from a you know business standpoint it doesn't look very good at all. Um, it doesn't matter what they do with him they have to be very careful.
1: Yeah it's really looking bad. Um, it's, like I said it's a delicate situation. If I'm Houston I might wait to make have the NFL make a judgment call on whether or not they're going to put him on indefinite leave. Um, for the time being, until the situation is handled outside of court, or in court, not outside of court, um, yeah. off the field, obviously. Um, that is probably going to be their best bet at this point, is just to go ahead and let the NFL determine what they plan on doing with him yeah. uh, until the situation is handled by uh, legally.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with that.
1: Yeah. So, <clears throat> the Buffalo Bills brought in Mitch Trubisky on a one-year deal. This gives the Bills an insurance policy just in case Josh Allen goes down for a few games. Trubisky can win, uh, can keep the team afloat if Allen is um, to be out for a short length of time. However, reliable for the whole or majority of a season may be a bit much. But, Cooper, what are your thoughts on the Buffalo Bills bringing in a capable short-term solution if Allen hopefully doesn't, but if he did end up going down with injury and only has to miss a few games? This
0: is a good pickup, man. Um, you know, I... I think Mitch Trubisky, he just, you know, wrong place, wrong time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, also, too, this may make things interesting at the quarterback spot for Buffalo because, you know, don't count him out. You know, he's been with with the Bears and whatnot, and, yeah, it was pretty crappy, but not all of that is him. So, you know, we'll see what happens with it. But I think it's a good pickup for sure because – you know, uh, Allen has been proven to be injury prone, so he needs a good backup. So yeah,
1: um, because Allen has no problem going on taking on a linebacker downfield instead of sliding or trying to get out of bounds as yeah, quickly as he like, can. Yeah, so. he's like
0: the Terminator quarterback. Yeah. Right
1: <laughs> yeah. So uh, hopefully, though, Mitch never sees the field in the regular season unless it's a blowout. Yeah. But. It's great insurance policy, like we stated, for the Bills if something happens. Tomorrow. Yeah, it's
0: a very good pickup. I like this I yeah. like this idea.
1: It was a smart move by them. The New York Giants went on a minor spending spree, getting wide receiver Kenny Galladay on a four-year, $72 million contract, cornerback Adoree Jackson, three years, $39 million, and they also finally did pick up Kyle Rudolph, whose contract was kind of iffy at times the past few days, but officially became confirmed and speedy wide receiver John Ross. This is giving Daniel Jones no more excuses in his development. He needs to look at possibly making the playoffs, otherwise the team may start looking for a replacement. Cooper, your thoughts on the Giants swinging for the fences?
0: I totally agree with this, but at the same time, I think about it like Eli Manning. Mm -hmm. Eli Manning was a good quarterback. Put in a really shitty situation. Right. So... You know, you can say what you want about the quarterback, but it's really a team as a whole if, you know, you get a new quarterback and that quarterback's still struggling. Yeah. So uh, something's going on there. They need they need to figure this shit out. Yeah. And it, it's a good start, that's for sure.
1: Yeah. Uh, obviously now they can concentrate on either boosting the offensive line with the draft or looking at getting uh, defensive help. Because basically now he's got really good receivers. Yeah. Hey, um, <clears throat> good tight end. a really good tight end we all, we both love Kyle Rudolph oh, yeah. he's a great tight end and hopefully for the sake of Jan- Daniel Jones and the whole offense as a whole if Saquon Barkley comes back and comes back healthy
0: oh yeah if he's healthy dude watch out yeah man. this
1: team has a great opportunity coming um, if we can get a healthy Saquon Barkley back but like I said the Giants are kind of putting the pressure now on Daniel Jones to not have any more excuses in his development So the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have continued to run it back. After restructuring left tackle Donovan Smith's contract, the team then would announce they re-sign Dominican Sue. The only two players the team has yet to re-sign are running back Leonard Fournette and Antonio Brown. The team would like to bring both back, but are no rush to bring either of them back at this moment. Brown probably doesn't have much of a market considering his off-the-field drama. Only Russell Wilson in Seattle is advocating for Brown. Meanwhile, Fournette is looking to gain a big money contract, but he may be better off signing another one-year deal with Tampa and trying again next offseason when the cap should go back up. So, Cooper, your thoughts
0: on Tampa Bay pretty much running it back. Dude, he would be, you know, Leonard Fournette would be stupid not to re-sign again with him for at least one more year. Yeah. Um, As far as Antonio Brown goes, I really, really could give Two craps less where he is. Mm-hmm. Um, he's done screwed over a good team with his antics. Two good
1: teams, honestly. He screwed the Raiders too. Yeah.
0: So. And yeah, he didn't even wear a Raiders jersey. No, yeah, he barely. Technically.
1: Yeah, only on the practice field.
0: I mean, it's like, what the? Over a helmet. Just. Yeah. Yeah. It was. He needs to resign. Else he he's not going to have much of an option there yeah. so um, other than Russell Wilson advocating for him which is kind of odd but I mean well he was I, I, I he was underst- doing it last year I understand it too because it's like as a quarterback you want a top notch receiver yeah and if nobody wants him why not
1: right uh, I mean plus he, he you're not going to be reliant on Antonio Brown. And the fact that if you if he did go to Seattle, you got DK Metcalf, you got Tyler Lockett, yeah. so you got really good receivers already. Uh-huh. So just adding him just gives
0: you another dynamic playmaker, um, and it takes the pressure off of you know DK Metcalf too, because uh-huh. we've all seen him on the sidelines with his little antics. Uh, yeah, the frustration he, yeah. he's uh, he's very passionate. Yes, <laughs> he is. He is. Yeah,
1: uh, but yeah, I. But the way Seattle's been kind of with Russell, this whole saga and that situation, I don't see them going and getting Antonio Brown. Um, he really is not a cultural fit, I don't believe, in uh, Seattle. Whereas he might just no, need to I, go I, back I, to Tampa,
0: and he's he's a really big whiner. And uh, trust me, living in. Washington, it's not a very nice place to be all the time. It rains, it's dark, Mm -hmm. it's gloomy, and his attitude would not fit the situation there. Absolutely not. Alright, so the
1: Los Angeles Rams made a move that would have been great seven years ago in signing (laughs) Deshaun Jackson. The team was wanting to find a deep threat receiver as they are currently flushed with possession type receivers on the roster, i.e. Woods and Cooper Cup and Van Jefferson. Jackson, however, is not the same threat receiver he once was, and he has not been able to stay healthy the past three seasons. If the Rams can get a healthy Jackson into the playoffs and he can make one big play per game, then he may be worth it then. But, Cooper, what are your thoughts on the Rams signing
0: Deshaun I, Jackson? I, I would say don't totally count him out because he is a good receiver, dude. Mm-hmm. He he's, he adds good depth to the, to the depth chart, uh, good locker room, you know, veteran there so yeah. we'll see what happens with him uh i know he was really fast I, I always had him on my my fantasy teams back in the day when he was with philadelphia and whatnot so yeah his
1: first with philly um, yeah
0: yeah so uh he's really good man i, I enjoy this pick but i you know i'm kind of like you like i hope he stays healthy
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, we don't need him to do a whole lot. He basically just needs to be that threat of taking the top receiver or whatever. Yeah, someone who can just go right down the field and open up the rest of the field for the uh, other three receivers when they're out there and also the tight end um, when he's out there as well. So, well, after rumors surfaced that the Bears were in on Russell Wilson, Seattle balked at a trade that centered on receiving three first-round picks, a third-rounder, Khalil Mack, and another starter on defense. After which the Chicago Bears settled on Andy Dalton to come in and compete with Nick Foles for the starting quarterback job, and it was just reported not too long ago, I believe it was it Rappaport either Rappaport or Adam Schefter, post or shared um, Chicago's tweet uh, tweet that showed Andy Dalton as QB one. So, so much for competing for the starting quarterback job. He's basically been handed it. Uh, this does, though, seem like a give-up move on the part of the Bears who tried to have, who could have tried to pry quarterback Sam Darnold away from the Jets, and he may have come at a cheaper rate than Wilson. I honestly don't see GM Ryan Pace or head coach Matt Nagy lasting beyond this
0: season with this pickup. So, Cooper, your thoughts on the Bears? Um, me either, dude, unless they're, unless they're wanting to do a total nosedive and maybe go for a quarterback in the draft next year. I don't know. But uh, I just I don't see this ending well. I don't think getting rid of Mitch Tr- Trubisky was a good idea. Mm-mm. I think he's a great quarterback. In fact, I think he could have, with the right coaching, he could have been a good superstar on that team. Yeah. Uh, but you know, honestly, what it, it is, it's kind of it's kind of like watching Marcus Mariota now. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah. What is going on here? Like. It makes
1: no sense. Right now, Trubisky is a better quarterback than Andy Dalton. That's why I don't understand this whatsoever. And I do see that Pace and Nagy probably won't make it beyond you know, the season. No, Andy
0: Dalton. They can say what they want. And be like, oh, you know, yeah, but he had he had some good receivers, and I mean, yeah. but he couldn't stay consistent with anything. So, no. I mean, and injuries, mm-hmm. all that, all that shit. So, right. Yeah, um, we both heard Colin Coward and his thoughts on uh, the Bears. Ooh, he was he was yeah, he went off on him, man. Yeah, he just does not
1: understand what's going on there. Neither do we. Speaking of Colin Coward, this week on the herd, Colin talked about how Miami Dolphins should actually draft Justin Fields at quarterback in this year's draft. Basically pulling off a move that mirrors what Arizona did a few drafts ago when they drafted Kyler Murray number one overall after dra- drafting Josh Rosen 10th overall the year prior. Uh, let's see here. Tua Tagovailoa had a rough rookie season, uh, having to be benched late in games for Ryan Fitzpatrick. After it came out that some unnamed players were unhappy with the team switching from Fitzpatrick to Tua, who started the season, uh, Fitzpatrick did, Fields uh, appears to be a possible better quarterback at this point, and Tua may be better off sitting behind a quarterback for a few years to learn a playbook and to get reps that way. So my thought process was I kind of have this here for this. If Miami were to do this and explore trading Tua, here's who I think in each division that could actually use Tua as a backup quarterback and eventually take over. We can go ahead and exclude the entire AFC East. They ain't going to trade them within division. That ain't happening. Especially the only team that it would make sense to try to trade for them at this current juncture is New England, and that's definitely a hell no. Yeah. you got a better chance of trying to give them your entire organization for free. <laughs> so that ain't happening. Um, in the AFC North, I could see the Steelers um, getting to just sit behind Big Ben Roethlisberger for this season and then go into next year as the man. The only team that makes sense in the AFC South would be Houston, but this would only be for the Dolphins to get Deshaun Watson and give up that number three pick. In the AFC West, it would make sense for the Raiders. Derek Carr's relationship with Gruden is under constant scrutiny, and if Gruden doesn't view Carr as his answer, maybe he would view Tua in that way. I could have seen the Washington football team in the NFC East in play for Tua, but Fitzpatrick may feel like he's being haunted by the young quarterback which was the only team that really made sense in that aspect. In the uh, NFC North, I could have seen Green Bay if they didn't pick up Jordan Love in last year's draft, so I would say at this point it would be the Minnesota Vikings. Tua, I feel, is a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins, and those weapons would be great for Tua, even if he had to sit behind Cousins for a year or two. In the NFC South, a lot of people probably would, what, were What are you going to say New Orleans Saints? Actually, no, and I hate to even do this because yeah. this makes the most sense, so it would it be does. Tampa Bay. Tom Brady can't play forever, but who better for the Buccaneers to have learned from Brady than Tua? It also makes too much sense in that aspect, to be honest with you. And this is going to get me some homerish calls, but hear me out on this one, okay, everybody? It is the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams, uh, Tua wouldn't be too expensive at his current rookie deal, and we only have two years guaranteed of Stafford. Tua sitting behind Stafford for that time would be great for him to learn head coach Sean McVay's playbook and then develop. Oh, dude, for real. So, Cooper, after all that spiel I just went through, what are your thoughts on Tua and the Miami situation?
0: Uh, I, I really don't know what to say about it. Um, the problem with this is, is every good quarterback that comes out of, you know, college, mm-hmm. they always go to the shittiest team, right? And then anytime they they start. The team wants to blame them. It's your fault we're not winning. No, you guys were winning. You guys were losing before he got on the team. That's why you fucking drafted him overall number one or whatever. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, you picked him so high.
0: It's like you can't blame the quarterback. And I think Tua is a very good quarterback. And Mm -hmm. he's just not getting coached right. So maybe a different option for him is a better deal. Yeah, I mean, honestly,
1: I I hate to say because I do I do respect to and I like to even though he played at Bama, and I have you know I have my preferences with colleges and Bama is just not one of them. So because I'm tired of just listening to Alabama, it's, at least they're like the Dallas Cowboys, but at least unlike the Cowboys, they're actually winning championships. Sorry, yeah. Cowboys fans, but right. I'm sick and tired of hearing your team. So ah. I love Tua. I like Tua. I came out. I was so happy for him. Um, I thought Miami was going to actually be a really good situation for him, though. I actually would have thought Herbert would have been a better quarterback fit there. Um, just because he has the arm strength that they really wanted. He's still pretty mobile where Tua's not as mobile as we once thought. Um, and that came to be is why he ended up having that really bad hip injury. Um, so that kind of kind of reared its ugly head on him a little bit where he had that problem. Uh, so to me it was like I really wouldn't have said Tua as my quarterback if I was Miami. So, but I have seen Justin Fields. Justin Fields right now looks like he is going to be the better quarterback. So I can understand their thought process. Um, so I mean it might be the best situation all around if they do move on. Uh, if the, honestly, to me though, for me personally, I think for Miami's sake, their best bet honestly would be is to see how the, um, Deshaun Watson soccer turn goes and look at possibly if that gets situated, well, I don't know if it's going to,
0: yeah
1: we're already almost exactly a month away from the draft or pretty close to it and that might not be resolved where Texas, Houston wants a first-round pick. They probably want that third overall pick back because that was their pick. Plus Tua to get um, to Sean Watson plus whatever picks else they got to do. But that would be, that to me would make more sense in their aspect than going with Justin Fields because now you're basically starting all over yet again with Justin Fields who may or may not work out. We don't know. He just looks like he should work out.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, with Miami, though, it's, it's it's a bad situation, man. Like, for real, like, how many quarterbacks have they literally gone through? We've heard analysts talk about how many quarterbacks they've gone through since Dan Marino. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is just phenomenal how many they've been through. It's yeah. crazy and uh it's basically the same since
1: the reincarnation of the browns starting with tim couch back in the 90s yeah, late I, 90s I, ju-
0: I just don't get it yeah. like uh you know i don't know if it's the owner and somebody in the higher ups it's like get your head on straight because uh, obviously whatever you guys are doing is not freaking working
1: yeah it's not and uh you know the problem is you're right on the coaching and the fact that they have a defensive minded
0: coach running the team right now, the head coach. And um, but see, that's the thing is like like when you think of Miami, you think of Dan Marino. You think about that quarterback, mm-hmm. and you know that's what Miami wants. That's what fans want mm-hmm. is another quarterback. They want somebody that's going to be that's going to go out there and just go nuts on it. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: I do. So. I that's where it's going to get interesting to see how this ends up playing out this offseason. And
0: I thought Tua could have been it, but, you know, it, when, when you know, you as a coaching staff don't have your full heart into this quarterback, he's not going to have his full heart into the situation either. So it's kind of, you know, it, um, it pulls them both different ways. And, I mean, I understand he got, you know, injured or whatever, but it's still like when you when – you, draft a young quarterback like that he's already in the, the the thoughts okay this is my team this is what I'm going to do right and then when you bring in somebody like FitzPatrick and go sorry you got to sit behind him when we all know FitzPatrick has been everybody's backup yeah that doesn't make the kid's confidence that great no. so i mean there there's a lot of factors that could play into this yeah and i definitely think the tua is a good quarterback and he could do well elsewhere. Yes, I definitely think that, and I think it
1: honestly it would be helpful for him if he did get to and, sit.
0: And I really do feel sorry for whoever whoever goes to Miami because if they think another quarterback is just going to change their situation, it's not probably it's not, not. going to change it. So
1: probably not. That's why I was thinking they're their best bet honestly would be trying to pride Deshaun Watson because you know he's already he's
0: already seasoned
1: seasoned and talented uh whereas you know another rookie is probably going to suffer the same, same. fate as yep. to and it just and it's got to be a hurt to your own psyche that there's someone in your locker room who doesn't believe in you yeah and they've went out and said it but they didn't put their name on it so
0: now it could be anybody yeah it's 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 wrong, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a certain way to run run things, and that is not. Mm-mm.
1: Yeah, that's a big no-no. Um, so, one little final thing we were going to put out, uh, just because we're Duck fans, man. Marcus Mariota did restructure his contract with the Raiders. It's now a $3.5 million deal, and it has incentives for him. If he somehow ends up being the starter, it can boost the salary up. I don't know how he's going to end up being the starter, because I'm pretty sure they're going to stick with uh, Derek Carr. But this may be a ploy of getting him to take less money now, and it works around to trading him sometime down the road because I know it's a certain amount of time. I can't remember the exact amount of time. They have to wait until they can actually trade him when he does a new contract like
0: that. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes now. Definitely, dude. Marcus Mariota is, you know, he's he's a fine talent, and I believe that he could be, a Hall of Famer one day, he just hasn't found that nature that team that can... Yeah, talk about a player who could get
1: another, could have got another chance. Why not Chicago trading for him? Right. I mean, there was options. I, I just don't get Chicago thinking Andy Dalton was the option that was best for them. Andy Dalton only did well enough for Dallas last year because of the receiving core. Dallas has a top-notch receiving core. I'm not going to lie. They do. That's a pretty uh-huh. talented receiving core. Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb. That is top notch. Plus, even though he didn't really run that well, he still ran well enough towards the end of the year, Ezekiel Elliott. That is a recipe for any quarterback to look decent enough. Yeah. Especially when they got their healthy guys back and started playing better. And Zach Martin and uh, Lyle Collins came back and all that. That made him look even better. So they're propping him up. He didn't elevate them. Yeah. That's a whole different story. So you just went on that based off what he did in Dallas. That's not good at all. He was basically in Dallas to be the insurance policy like we see with Trubisky up in Buffalo. That's all he was. Was an insurance policy. And they needed it because unfortunately Dak went out and we both have respect for Dak and we were yeah. we were upset for him in that aspect because he's a really good Player that we both like.
0: Yeah, he's he's awesome. So
1: that's why it's just another head scratcher for me with the Bears. It's like, what are you doing? You could go get Sam
0: Darnold. It's just it's just weird because like you brought in Nick Foles, mm-hmm. you said he was your quarterback, mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden he's not. Your quarterback.
1: Well, they had Nick Foles last year to be backup to Trubisky. Then they went, well, okay, Trubisky's not doing what we want. We're gonna put in Foles. Well, then Foles is not doing well, so we're going back to Trubisky, and Trubisky rides you out to an 8 and 8 season, to make the playoffs. And then you're like, okay, we're done and with then Trubisky. They
0: still trade Trubisky. It's well, like, re- yeah, they let him
1: go, and yeah. They let him go,
0: yeah. whatever.
1: And then, so then you're like, okay, so then you're going into the season with Foles as your quarterback, but then you bring in Andy Dalton, and it seems like it's to compete for the starting job, and now you just made Andy Dalton the starter. I'm just sitting there going, well, if I'm at Fools, I want the hell out of Dodge right now because I just got replaced by Andy Dalton. Yeah. It was one thing. To me, I can see if you're Fools, you might have had a little respect for being benched back by Trubisky because Trubisky was drafted by the team. They wanted to give him another shot. You were struggling. Guy. That was supposed to be their guy. I could see that. But when they didn't bring him back, you're thinking, okay, this is my team now. This is my team. Here we go. Riding up. Oh, well, we're getting Andy Dalton. Well, then you're probably still thinking in your mind, okay, Andy Dalton to be my backup. I can understand that. That's fine. Oh. And then you get told, well, now it might be to compete. Well, now today it's reported now Andy Dalton's quarterback number one. I'm like, oh, hell no. And
0: not only that, dude, but I think sometimes these these organizations, they talk too much. Yeah. They talk to the press too much. They mm. get people's hopes up. And
1: then... They shot themselves in the foot with Russell Wilson interest. They did. Yeah. They should not have gotten into the Russell Wilson sweet stakes so loudly. They should have been quiet. Did my team have any idea? Did I have any idea about Deshaun Jackson with my team? No. I didn't even know it was coming. Then all of a sudden, boom. Deshaun Jackson signs with the Rams. Wait, what? (laughs)
0: What did I just say?
1: Yeah. We worked quietly. You didn't hear oh, the Rams are interested. Well, you heard we would like to bring Leonard Floyd back. But you never heard, oh, Leonard Floyd's now in negotiations with the Rams to resign with the Rams.
0: Yeah, they keep you, themselves-
1: you, All of a sudden, you hear Leonard Floyd resigns with the Rams. You didn't hear we're in negotiations. See, that's
0: the problem with, with this day and age is people are just so quick to tell Everybody. and show everything you're doing when it's like, that's not how it goes. No. You're not supposed to do that in anywhere, in any way, shape, or form in life. If you're if you're doing something, keep it a secret until until it's, done. it's time. Yeah, till it's time. Cause if you don't, mm-hmm. you're just gonna get haters. You're just gonna get the the naysayers. Right. All that, and then it's gonna go to your head.
1: Right. I mean, we almost saw it, literally, almost blow up in New York Giants' face when they thought they had Kyle Rudolph. Found out that their contract wasn't signed, sealed, and delivered because they had some finer, few minor issues, and then it's like, oh, could he not end up signing? Well, then he it worked out, but it almost could have backfired and blew up in their face. You basically made it seem like you had Kyle Rudolph. Well, actually, we still got a few kinks to work out in the contract. Well, that should have never came out until it was signed, sealed, and delivered. That Kyle Rudolph yeah, I think that was coming.
0: Did. The league needs needs to think about this and, and change the way they speak to the press. Yeah, and kind of keep to themselves during. I know it's exciting, it's fun, but at the same time, there's a business way to go about doing things. And like you said, the Rams—they wait until they're done with something to be like, "Hey, guess what just happened?" Yeah. You we know, work in that.
1: silence. It's amazing what we do. Yeah. I love it. It's like it's like a ninja fish. We don't even know if we have those because they're like ninjas. They can just all of a sudden yeah. they're just swimming along and then right. There they are. You're like Ah It's like a piranha. <laughs> Alright, um So that does it for us. <laughs> on that <laughs> on that soapbox that You and I just perched ourselves on once again. That was fun. Uh, We're going to change this from sports talk to soapbox talk (laughs) (laughs) because that's what we seem to do. (laughs) Welcome to the soapbox. (laughs) Have a stand. (laughs) Um, I am actually going to be on a little bit of soapbox next football talk. I'm going to talk about something. I predicted something that happened a few years ago. And the way things are going right now, I see something similar happening to what happened a few years ago. So, that's what my little spiel is. My little hint for you all. Wow, this is going to be interesting. So, I predicted something that happened. This happened. I'll give you a hint on what happened. Uh, It happened in the offseason of 2011 in the the CBA negotiations in the NFL. So, if you can figure it out, let me know and we'll... uh, Give you a shout-out. We'll give you a shout-out if you can guess what it is. And then, of course, then I'll give you my spiel of what is similar to what happened at that time that looks like we might be heading towards here soon. So, you got anything else to add? No, I'm good to go, brother. Yes, sir. All right, so my schedule's still a little wonky, so unfortunately Worldwide Sports Talk will not be tomorrow night. I'm sorry. We know we're terrible people. So forgive us. Um, Of course, we will preview, or not preview, we will recap Fastlane this Saturday uh and then uh sunday of course we have basketball talk oh i do have a little fun thing we for baseball my team doing what they did well my fans my fellow fans (laughs) we 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 were kind of being mean (laughs) it's fun (laughs) i can't wait to talk about it it was fun (laughs) okay we trolled your old team oh good and we'll talk about that in, um, and Basketball Talk this Sunday. And like I said, I already kind of gave you a spiel on what we're going to do. Well, of course, we're going to talk about NASCAR. They're making another left turn. <laughs> so, you got anything? I'm good, brother. All right, we're good. All right, so with that, that does it for us here at Sports Talk. And as always, keep, keep on, on talking Harvard sports. sports.